Welcome to the weekly podcast all about turning the great American RV adventure into stress-less camping. Each week we explore tips, tricks, ideas, and destinations and talk to the happiest campers in the RV world. Pull up a seat at the campfire as we enjoy some stress-less camping. Welcome to the campfire. I'm Tony. I'm Peggy. And we're two RV industry veterans who travel part-time in a small trailer looking to share big adventures and help you with great tips, tricks, and discounts. Hey, I didn't mess up and I can't even see the script. <laughs> you would think, how many hundreds of episodes have we done? We have to look at it every stinking week. Last week, we had friends with us. That's right. And this week we have friends with us. It's so awesome. I'm kind of digging this. I'm loving this traveling around the country and getting to see our friends and talk to people directly. It is fantastic. And we're in the Lippert Scouts trailer. That's right, we are. With the world famous mustache marketing man himself, (laughs) Ryan Zerfus. People do know me by that, yes. Yeah, absolutely. And awesome Kim Parmater, who we get to work with a lot on Like when you see us review Lippert products and stuff, Kim has facilitated our getting those. Right. So we're going to talk about some tours that we went on this last week and our day at Lippert Owner School. And Kim has been helping us organize all that stuff and getting us behind the scenes, so to speak. And so we asked them if they would just hang out with us for a little while while we record. And so here they are. Absolutely. So last week, we had three cool things that we did with Lippert. One was, or two were factory tours. We saw how a lot of the things that are in your RV are actually made. Mm -hmm. And then we went to Lippert RV Owners School. Right. I'm gonna kind of cheat and give the summation of that. If you have an RV, go. Uh, it's, yeah, it's that's that the summation. Simple. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. Summation. I love it. In fact, you know, well, since I've done that, I um, might as well. One of the things that I find is very difficult is if you are nerdy and know stuff that's technical, water heater, suspension, slide rooms, any of that stuff, being able to share that with people who are not as well versed in that stuff is not easy right you know there's that saying those who can do and those who can't teach yeah well in lipper owner school they can do and they can teach yeah so we spent a full day and the way this worked was there are different classes you could take and there's a one day class and a three day and of course we will link back to the episode where we did a full interview about Mm -hmm. lippert owner school we did the one day class so you can choose different classes that you can attend. Right. So as part of the broader scope of Lippert Owner School. Right. So I attended a class on RV electricity and electrical systems, and I learned, I mean, I kind of had a fair idea about how things worked, and I think I've mentioned before that one time after having an RV for a year, to use a pun, a light went on in my head (laughs) as I was looking at the lights and realized... You know, just because we're plugged into shore power doesn't mean that that light changes the way it's powered. It's still powered by 12 volt. It's not that I thought it was. I just didn't think about it. And suddenly I did think about it. And so knowing that there are systems that are 12 volt no matter what, and there are systems that are 110 no matter what, 
I really got more of an appreciation and a knowledge and an understanding of what 12 volt means and why the systems are different and how they work and converters and inverters. And it was really, really useful information for me. And I don't know that I'll necessarily use it in my Mm -hmm. own camper, but I can answer other people's questions better now. And just at least be knowledgeable when, when it, you know, sometimes when there's a conversation about electricity, like with Mike Sokol and Tony, I zone out, like oh, I leave. So yeah, so <laughs> Mike Sokol and I, when Peggy and I are driving anywhere, Mike and I will, it always starts with a text and then it's a good half hour, 40 minute talk about. I don't about... understand any of it. So <laughs> just leave, my <laughs> mind just goes away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now if they're talking about batteries, I can talk. Yeah, so I love that. And one of the cool things is, so RV Owner School is new this year. It's a new initiative for Lipper. And what you were talking about is we wanted to be really intentional with allowing people to select the classes that they're taking while they're there. So whether you're taking the one-day class option or the three-day class option, you still get to pick what sessions you're joining in on. So from slide outs to leveling jacks to electricity to towing information and all, you know, there's so many different topics. So that's the cool thing about the RV owner school is you get to, if there's something that you're really interested in, you get to select what you learn about, which has been great. There's also sessions that are about different slide outs. So, you know, depending on what you are interested in, you can go to these sessions. I took an axle session and we actually got to take a wheel apart and re-grease the bearings. And so it wasn't just theoretical. I actually literally got my hands dirty. Well, actually they had gloves, but still. (laughs) (laughs) And we took a class together on the through the floor slide. And that was so interesting and helpful and useful. And then we went outside and they had four mock-ups and we all got to like put our hands on them and see the gears working and find out how to adjust them if they get a little crooked or whatever. Yeah, that was so cool. I mean, there's the tools and there were smaller slide rooms, just, you know, like eye level or whatever. And we actually got to adjust the slide room that we have, the style that we have, but they had Schwintech slides and there's all these different styles and it's just neat first you get the knowledge and then you actually go out and do it and i think it kind of cements that in your head now if there was an issue with the slide or just got out of kilter or the same with the wheel bearings or things like that it really makes it so you can make these changes yourself but better yet you can maintain them so there aren't issues. Right, right. exactly. We so. learned some of the maintenance things that we wouldn't have thought to do or known to do. We also, by the way, we also took the awning session. Yeah. And so we learned about all the different kinds of awnings. I tried to manually put in an awning. I'm glad we don't have one. <laughs> the manual awnings. I mean, I'd learn, but it, you know, the first time you try to shift it it's a little well here's something i didn't know battery powered awnings that was so cool let's say you have a coach where you have an entrance at the back or one of those nifty patio decks Mm -hmm. you can put a battery powered awning back there and not have to tap into power or one of the things we're thinking of when we were in new mexico and it was bloody hot yeah wouldn't it be cool to put an awning on the roadside so i saw those battery powered awnings and a light went off over my head yeah when the sun is on that side you could open the awning and shade that side and he said some people also buy them for their homes yeah yeah learn 
stuff we want to buy. Yeah, we learned, th <laughs> we learned things that we kind of looking at the list like, oh, I know I need to learn more about this. But then, like I said, we ended up in a session where we learned things we didn't even know we, we didn't know we didn't know. <laughs> yeah. But also just talking with other people attending the class yeah. was good because everybody brings a different perspective and background and and also different kinds of travel and different kinds of RV and it's interesting to talk to other people about that experience and it definitely does relate to yours so why don't we go over the cost and how you would because sure. we have a whole episode about it, but... Absolutely. So we have a schedule for 2022. So there are class sessions right now that go maybe for the next month, and then we don't have any more offerings, but we will be coming up with a schedule for 2023. So soon we'll release a new schedule for 2023. Here's all of our offerings. So you can look out some months in advance and be like, oh, I want to go to that one, you know, get prepared for it. But yeah, we offer one day classes and then we offer the three day classes. The one day is $75 per person and the three day is $250 per person. I think, a, you know, very affordable for what you're getting oh, in return. Yeah. And I think one thing too, that's been cool is like, maybe for you guys, you experience this is like, you're not only learning about that specific component, but maybe you're just learning or getting that confidence in general that there are resources out there for you. Right. So, you know, Lipper and lots of other companies, I think people just forget that they're there and that we're here to support you and we're here to give, you know, we have all these resources and documentation and videos and, and things that are there, but I think people just miss that. And so I think a part of RV Owner School is like, once you experience that and get your hands on it, you realize, there's probably stuff like this for all the other stuff that I have. Now I know like, oh, I could, there's, I, I just need to get connected to Lipper. I need to go, you know, either call customer care or go look up resources online. Those are there for me. So it's building up that confidence for people to continue helping themselves and helping other RVers. Yeah, it was, it's impressive when you think, you know, the, the impact Lipper has with products. If you have an RV, you have Lipper components. Sure. I mean, <laughs> Almost invariably. And so it's nice that you're empowering people to have a better experience. It really is a good thing. And like you said, everyone there has an RV that has Lippert products in it. Right now, we are at the Frog Rally. Everyone here has a Forest River product. Right. But at Lippert, it wasn't necessarily Forest River products, and it was really fun. And I got to talk to a man who used to have a lifetime motorhome like oh, I grew up man. with. And so, I mean, that's not what he has now, but it was an icebreaker kind of thing. Like, we just chatted a long time about lifetime motorhomes. And, and so it's fun to, you know, when someone asks a question, maybe on Facebook, my answer is always what relates to the RV I travel in. And if they ask a question, and I think in terms of small travel trailer, and they're talking about giant class A, I might answer them wrong. And mm -hmm. so this helped me remember and have a little bit more experience like, oh, well, I have this, but if you have that, I also learned about it. Right. Another cool piece about our RV owner school, and this is sort of a, a plug a little bit for Lippert Scouts, <laughs> which I know you guys have probably talked about yeah, at different points, fun. but Lippert Scouts is our, you know, our community that Lippert's built over the past couple of years. It originally was just a Facebook group. We actually just launched an app version of it, but RV owner school actually came out of Scouts. So when we started Scouts two years ago, people in the RV community have been asking for this for, from Lippert through Scouts for two years. That's where the idea came from, was from RVers themselves. They would reach out and they through scouts and they'd be like, we really need you guys to have 
they were calling it scout school. We want a scout school. We want to come. We want to learn. You know, the more and more they were getting connected to our resources and to our technical, you know, side of the business, they were like, we wish that there was a way for us to come and be trained like you're training technicians out there. And so it was an idea directly from scouts that now has become a real thing. And it's been really cool to see that come to fruition. It was just an idea from RVers, just like you. And going firsthand was cool. But speaking of Lippert components, we also, Kim took us on two plant tours this we week. Did. Yes. And that was just fascinating. We first went to an axle plant. We did. We went to Plant 45, which is probably one of our largest plants here in Goshen, Indiana, where they make axles and steps and a lot of other products. So I always think that's a really cool one to take people to because you can see the process of the steel coming in the back of the plant to the whole process of how an axle is made. So I love I love that you guys were able to see that. It was such a neat process. And one of the things that was answered, we got to hang out with Tim. And one of the questions I had is, why isn't there more automation? And one of the interesting things is he said, there are some companies that might make five of something and other companies that'll make hundreds and the ability to very quickly change to adapt to that environment really puts Lippert at a place where it can be very flexible and you know as he said if somebody says hey I need a prototype in two weeks they can stop what they're doing and make that prototype if it was all automated he would have to say well when this run is done in two months, I'll work on your prototype. Yeah. I think I've heard it said it or in the axle plant that I think they have like 20,000 SKUs that they can do wow. for the axles. So just thinking about that too, like it's hard to automate for 20,000 different variables. Right. You know, so again, speaking to what you guys are saying, like that flexibility and being able to like quickly adapt wouldn't be possible. We wouldn't be able to meet the needs of our customers if we tried to standardize and automate it. Yeah. It's wild in there. <laughs> it's but there is still robotic welding of the axle tubes. Mm-hmm. There is automated processes, but also one of the things that impressed me and when we went to the chassis factory too, the precision, the way along the way there are quality checks where stuff isn't just measured once, it's measured over and over by different people so that what a RV builder asks for is what they get and it's always what they get and over and over and there were tracking in place where these steel tubes came from that factory in this lot and that suspension component came from there in that lot and John is the guy who welded it and all of this data Mm -hmm. I mean it's insane the amount of data that is kept about all this yeah right on that axle beam there's a white sticker that goes with everyone in it Everything about that axle is contained in that sticker. And you can scan, actually as a consumer, you can scan that QR code and it will populate all the parts on your axle that you can buy aftermarket. Oh, really? So if you need a leaf spring, it's going to take it, scan that code. It's going to take you to the store and show you the bomb. We call it a bomb of build materials for that axle. (laughs) But if there would be something along the way where maybe let's say there is a failure or something. They can track it, like you were saying, from that label all the way back to what steel, what day, what run, who was on it. And I think that's fascinating. It is. And something that we learned at Lippert Owners School that comes back to that, one of the instructors said, when your RV is newer, 
take a picture of all those, there's labels on the axles and labels on the door and all of these different stickers so that you have them in, depending on how, I always say, how people's brains work. Right. But if you like printed stuff or if you like your stuff in Apple Photos yes. or whatever yeah, it happens to be. print it and put it in a booklet or we'll put it in a folder in our photo album. But you want to scan or photograph some of those things, especially those ones down on the axles before they get too dirty and yeah, you can't right. see them anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but that way you know if we learned that you can get the whole backing plate with brakes and all that. So just maintenance stuff. You can buy all those parts yeah. directly from the Lippert store. But we also got to see that new Kurt independent suspension being made. Man, <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and so Kim, at 45, they do a lot of different things, right? Correct. So there's a lot of innovation that goes on at that plant. And you guys got to see one of the newer products. <laughs> you want to talk about it? So we got to see the Kurt independent suspension being made. And I've been a fan of that since I saw it first on Ember RVs. And it's just, I mean, from uh, Josh Winters, uh, Josh the RV nerd, has towed one of those and he towed it over a railroad track and he goes, that suspension is just game changing how it works. And so it's a independent A-arm suspension with shocks and coil springs. And it just, it's a great suspension, but I like the way it has the orange springs and the yellow bump stop. It looks, it looks cool. good. Yeah, it looks cool. And so I think Ember actually put lights in the wheel housings just to light up that suspension because it's such a cool piece. Yeah. But then we went over to a dealer display and found out that not only can you get that on an Ember, but you will soon be able to get it, I believe, on a Nobo or an Ibex or a... Arpod. Yeah, I think that's the list. I don't remember if it's in that order, but those are the next three in some in order. In Forest River, anyway. <laughs> Forest River. At least that's what we were told. Yeah, so for that product, I know, because it just came out, I believe, this year. So, of course, with a, you know, that's a really innovative new product for Lippert. So, I think the rollout for that will be very intentional. So, you know, they started with Ember. They're sort of being selective with what brands they want to sort of start with and just to test the product, make sure, you know, not that anything's wrong, but just test the applications and what all markets we want to go into. So I think in the beginning, it's definitely going to be geared towards those smaller units that are, you know, people are probably more likely to want to go off-road on or go a little bit more off-grid with, because that's really what you can do with the independent suspension is you you can go on those little bumpier roads and not worry so much about what's going to happen to my rig when I do that. Another aspect of that that we learned is that that suspension is built onto sort of a, a subframe which is extremely strong. And then I believe you build a heavier chassis to go with it. So if you have that suspension, the whole thing was intentionally designed for those off-grid, off-road trailers. I mean, it's just, you know, it's not just, hey, we're gonna slap this suspension on. It's like, no, we're gonna go through end to end. It's like, man, I thought the torsion axle was cool. And now I see that and I'm like, oh man. <laughs> you know, it's always the grass is greener syndrome. Of isn't course, it? yeah. So we got to see how all those things are made. Another thing that was fascinating to me, though, about the torsion axles is how that was done, where they use liquid nitrogen to build these suspensions and they freeze these rubber suspension parts and press it all together. 
And it's just this like these freezy oven type of things. Coming out the external portion of that oven was vapory yeah. and their six packs of water were there yeah. kind of soaking up that cool vapor yeah. so that they'd have it's, cold yeah, drinks. It's yeah. a side benefit of working on that suspension is and, you get and cold water. I remember water. that Tim said something that um, those wear out more slowly like the rubber probably because it's you know bouncy or whatever it doesn't it's not metal on metal grinding yeah and so they tend to have a better a longer life and that's what well. we have in our trailer yeah. is the torsion axles you guys have torsion axles that's awesome yeah. yeah so tony loves those welding shops yeah and then i asked kim if i could see the softer side of lippert <laughs> <laughs> and so tell us the other plant we went to Yes. Yeah, so when she reached out, she's like, could we see something a little different, something prettier, cleaner? No, I'm kidding. So we went to Plant 50, where they do mattresses and furniture, which is a whole different kind of atmosphere, as you guys saw yeah. there. Completely different fabric and foam everywhere. But I'll let you guys talk about it. That was neat, too. I'll let you. Yeah, it was really great. So I didn't know that. In my mind, I was like, chairs and couches and, and those things have to be made somewhere, right? I've never seen furniture, sofas being made. So that was really interesting to me. But what I also didn't, again, one of those light bulb things, I didn't really think about it, is that RV mattresses have to be made somewhere. Yeah. And I think I, if anyone had asked me before I went on this tour, I would say, I don't know, they call Sealy and order a thousand mattresses. But no, oh. Lippert makes their mattresses. I way, way, way back in million lifetimes ago, I worked for a company that made inner springs for furniture and mattresses. So I know that interior part of the mattress. So that excites me to see like, oh, there's, there's an inner spring. I know what that is. And then all the different kinds of foam and the different kinds of fabric and hundreds of sewing machines, which <laughs> of course. I like racks and racks and racks and racks of material. I mean, all different sorts. Right, all the different fabrics. So it gets unrolled and a machine actually cuts it. It was totally automated. It's it was like really CNC neat to see. For yeah. Fabric. Like yeah. Right. It was table. really interesting. Yeah, it was that was really neat. And something that we learned at the Lippert Furniture Factory, which just I don't know what just knocked me over. Typically material is rated for, oh, it gets this many rubs to wear out mm -hmm. or this much strength or whatever. And the gentleman who took us on the tour said, well, something nobody ever tests in material is things like sunscreen and bug spray and that kind of stuff. And he suggested, why don't we test for that? And apparently some of these bug sprays, they found out, absolutely destroy fabric yeah and yeah. so that is now something that is a component so if you have rv furniture and it's like kind of deteriorating it could be that that was built before it was thought hey before they thought to test yeah. for what the damage is from sunscreens and bug sprays and those kind of things that you'll have on your body when you're out camping, but you won't necessarily have on your body when you're sitting in your office all day. So it's really amazing that that is a component of this whole process. I mean, just, you know, these are the kind of things that seem to come out of the environment at Lippert, enabling people to do the best that they can, like to be at their best. Right. And that's probably the biggest takeaway to me. And I follow Jason Lippert on LinkedIn and just seeing the culture and how every time we've been to one of the plants, 
the team who's there working, doing the job, and the individual taking us on the tour clearly have a good relationship and there's a good mm -hmm. working relationship in there. It's amazing to me. It's just the way the company works and, and of course the product's truly amazing. And one of the things, to your point, you had said mattress and I know there are going to be listeners who roll their eyes because oh, they had an RV mattress. I know. There are RV mattresses. Here's the thing, you guys. Nobody can please everybody. It's impossible to make a mattress that everyone will love. It's impossible. But the other thing is there's a whole room of mattresses that you can go and lie on. That's right. And Lippert will make a mattress that the RV manufacturer, the manufacturer. asks yeah. for. So they had all different sorts. There was foam ones, there was inner spring ones. There's even, was it Sealy ones? I don't remember. Yeah, maybe it was a so, brand name, but. So there are, I mean, it's, Lippert builds what they're asked to build right. and do the best job building it. And so if you want a really, like, I would buy some of those mattresses out of that mattress right, yeah. store that I saw I there. I mean, I don't know that that's really a, an option for an aftermarket. But as Tony said, if a manufacturer, an RV manufacturer comes in and says, nope, I just want that single hunk of foam. That's all we want to put in there because everybody's going to change them out anyway. Right. So why put the money and the effort and the, and you know, all that into putting something in there. But the truck driver, you know, the, the semi trucks that have the sleeping quarters in them, that company, I can't remember was the Mercedes. company, Mercedes actually buys a really good quality mattress. Yeah. So those truck drivers that buy those RV, tr those trucks that they can sleep in, yeah, sleep they don't necessarily have to buy a new mattress. But again, someone could put in that great, fabulous mattress and someone will say, oh, this mattress is too soft for me, too squishy, too comfortable, too whatever, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's <comfortable>. just, <laughs> so if you just heard me say Lippert makes mattresses and you say, well, they make terrible mattresses, they make what they're asked to make. Right. And there are, there were some nice mattresses. There were that. some great mattresses. Yeah. So you're definitely right on that. Like we make to the spec that the manufacturer asked for, which is fine. And I think the manufacturer is asking that because they understand that, that principle that you just said, right? Like people, when it comes to mattresses, especially people are so preferential. Oh, yeah. It's so hard to meet that preference from the start. You might as well just let people self-select, right? And upgrade. So yes, we make mattresses on the side. We also make, and I don't know if you guys know this, but we make mattresses on the aftermarket side as well. So you can purchase mattresses on the aftermarket side. It's through our Thomas Payne line, just like our furniture. So you can buy Thomas Payne mattresses. Actually, I sleep on one at my house. I think Kim also I sleeps on one at her house. I have a King Thomas Payne mattress in our bedroom and love it. And so, yeah, you can buy that from our store and, and yeah, get aftermarket. Yeah, like I say, there were mattresses I tried and there's that whole big room of, of all the different kinds of mattresses and there were several of them where I'm like, wow, this is really nice. Yeah. So I wanted to go back to Tony, you talked about like culture and that's something I've thought about too, with regards to like our plants. Cause when you go to a plant, like plant 45 axles, plant 50 our furniture and mattresses. And you think about, I mean, you guys saw it, like the mass amount of material <laughs> that's yeah, coming that's in and insane. out of those plants in a given day, right? Mm -hmm. They're making literally thousands of mattresses and pieces of furniture every day. So yeah. 
you think about that in terms of material and just the coordination that it takes from beginning to end, all of those people. And I think that's really where Lippert has honed in is not only on the quality and innovation and the building process side, but also recognizing like, we're going to have the best product for our customers if the people that are a part of that process and building and a part of, you know, Lippert are being built into and cared for. And they know that they're a part of a greater team and something that's actually impacting people's life, right? Like, I mean, you guys are in your RV all the time. It impacts your life and it betters who you are. So trying to connect all of those dots is really how that culture comes into the plants because you can't take all of that material, pump it out and do it at that quality if your people don't feel like they're cared for. Mm -hmm, And so we really want to care for everyone. I mean, throughout the whole company, but especially on the plant level, want to make sure those people know that they're a part of a a greater company and team. Yeah. It's an impressive culture to look at from the outside. Right. And that, uh, that has shown through. I mean, even if we hadn't already talked to Jason and we hadn't already, you know, been you don't have to tell us that, I guess is what I'm saying. Well, Cause that- going through the tours and everybody's waving at each yeah. other and, you know, and the, the managers know every person's name and they, they have beautiful break rooms. And stuff. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that was also interesting in the furniture plant oh, yeah. were vending machines for like scissors and uh-huh. thimbles and, you know, like sewing stuff. So if you need another, I don't know, so thing. Right, you don't have to go and dig quarters out of your purse. You just slide your company Employee ID, and, and then you've got your what you need right away. Yeah, it's all right there. Yeah. It's pretty cool. It, it, it's just it's an impressive. And by the way, that furniture factory is half a million square feet. Yeah, it is insanely it's huge. huge. Yeah. With a hundred thousand square foot second upstairs, yeah, <laughs> like balcony type yeah. of deal. And there's one room where it's all these people sewing, 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 and it's just trippy it's to so see impressive. like these sewing machines. Like you think of the home one, and it's like so, 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 and right. these are like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I grew up. My mom, when I was growing up, my mom sewed professionally at home. Yeah, she so, did a good job. It wasn't just so, so. We. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm accustomed to seeing a machine sewing and sewing and sewing all day long. But one of the interesting parts was the mattress, like the last kind oh, of yeah. part of the mattress. The machines sit vertically and sort of horizontally, and they have a knee pedal, which I know my mom's sewing machine had a mm-hmm. knee pedal. But they're standing, and they're moving the machine while they control with their knee. They control whether it's running oh, or right. not. Yeah, and that they was move cool. the machine. Yeah, this vertically mounted machine. That was really fun to see. If you ever have a chance to go to an RV plant or specifically a lipper plant, take it because yeah. it will give you a new appreciation of what goes into the RV and the care that, I mean, the measuring and the processes and the quality control and tracking it just it really is impressive yes so we like it yeah ryan and kim thank you as great. always yeah it's great. always a pleasure great. to, to spend to time with you guys yeah great to have you both here i'm glad we got to just sit down here at the frog rally and just it was kind of like we were just sitting around having a visit and a podcast broke out so <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for that and uh we will be right back 
The FMCA will be hosting its 105th international convention. That doesn't mean 105 years because they do them twice a year. <laughs> international convention and RV expo. And we will be gathering at the Lancaster Event Center in Lincoln, Nebraska. That will be August 24th through 27th. Now, if you have not been to an FMCA convention, you do or not know what out. you're missing. Yeah. You will be educated, entertained, and most importantly, be able to connect with your FMCA family members. Yeah, it, that's one of the interesting things. People we've met at FMCA conventions, we have since run into at campgrounds, and yes. we have these friends on the road. It's, right. it's quite a neat experience, and there's donuts in the morning. And there's donuts in the morning. So if you've already signed up, we will see you there. And if you haven't signed up, it's actually not too late. Yeah, and there's also a super deal. You can sign up online at fmca.com. We will even be teaching some of the seminars that are there. That's right. You can avoid those if you want. I, <laughs> I wouldn't hold that against you. <laughs> there's a special going on, and if you are not a member and you sign up for the convention, you actually get a free one-year membership in the FMCA. So if you or you, someone you know is interested in becoming a member of the FMCA, Please come to convention, first of all, if, it, if you at all possibly can. And if you can't come to Lincoln, then just go ahead and pay for your membership and come to the next one. You get a discount <laughs> on our discounts and deals. That's right. Use our camping. discounts and deals page and you can get a discount on the membership. And then once you're an FMCA member, you get to enjoy all the fun. They're really great. And we've talked about some of the benefits of being in the FMCA. So we'll put links to that as always. Once again, a reminder, we are at the Frog Rally and we're super having so much fun. We don't even have time to work, <laughs> which is kind of a bad yeah, thing. We're, we're so behind. <laughs> we're jumping for joy at the Frog Rally. Oh, we're hopping boy. for joy. Yeah. So there's a lot of new RVs out there on display, Tony. Is that what you're going to tell us about this well, week? Actually, no. Even though I have got to see a whole bunch of RVs, I want to share with you the Bolus Volterra. Since last week we talked about solar systems and power packages and all of that, well, Bolus has gone a little bit nuts. Bolus is a name that goes back to the days before Airstream. And they are a small, single axle, aluminum trailer. The Bolus Road Chief stretches back about 90 years. That's the history of this company. And the guy who started it actually had a hand in building the Spirit of St. Louis aircraft. The company has since gone out of business, but was restarted by a lady named Geneva Long, who brought the company back. So it's interesting what they're building, but this Bolus Volterra has a ridiculously huge battery. Now there's not as much information on it as I wish I had on some, but it's got the equivalent of 14 100 amp hour lithium batteries. What? So 1400 amp hours of batteries. They claim you can run the air conditioner on this thing for 16 hours if the ambient temperature is 100 degrees Fahrenheit. And twice that 
if it's 85 degrees Fahrenheit. Wow. Of course, they've got a 3,000 watt inverter and, and all of that. And it's just, a, it's a fancy, cool, unusual trailer. But here's the thing that may stop you from buying one, or it may get you interested. <laughs> They're $310,000 to start. Oh. And it uses a cartridge toilet. Oh. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's an interesting thing. And of course, I have a full review of it over on rvtravel.com. But the comments have been, as I figured, not that positive. People are like, for that much money, you should this and that. And it's just, <laughs> it's such a different trailer. It kind of looks like a submarine. From the top, it looks like a boat. Like it's... Yeah. It's a long, well, cylindrical. Yeah, it's a big metal cigar. <laughs> but with like a pointed nose. So yeah. when you look at the top view, it really looks like the outline of a boat. Yeah, yeah, it kind of, yeah, it looks like an upside down boat. I never thought of that, but that's true. It's aluminum, as I said, but the materials inside are like, they use real woods and and you know as you would expect for 310 grand it's pretty fancy it is all electric the cooking is with an induction cooktop well and, with that much battery i would hope so yeah except there is the option and that's more money by the way of a propane heater system and that just makes sense if you are doing cold camping electric is going to be sure yeah you know, you're going to blow through that surprisingly quickly and are all the boluses that silver yeah, they also have one called the Bolus Road Chief, which is a mere $190,000. Oh, well. We actually saw a vintage Bolus last year at the Old Time Machines car show. Yeah, is that the one that has like the door on the front nose? Yes, that's exactly I right. I thought so. And there's a picture of it. I have a picture of that trailer there too. But yeah, we saw a vintage 1935 Bolus Road Chief at the car show. It's definitely an unusual thing and it's neat that they've brought it back. You know, there's going to be people who think $310,000 is just fine. I never begrudge anybody for buying something that they think is cool, right? Right. So Bolus Volterra this week, Amir. $310,000. And so we'll have a link to Tony's review on RV Travel, and you'll see his review, and then also that picture of the vintage one that you yep. added to the review. You All betcha. Right. Super awesome. We, as always, have a gadget review, and <laughs> we have got <laughs> we have gotten more, I want to say funny looks, but, you know, we're used to that. But yeah. <laughs> We've gotten a lot of interest. We happen to be on the very end of a row at the Frog Rally where we're camped. And so a lot of people walk past. People keep staring down our camper and I keep wondering, like, did I leave my underwear hanging out or something? Oh, oh man. <laughs> but what actually is happening is everyone's getting a view of the Moore Ride safety rail. And when we're here, they say, what? is that yeah we actually had people knock on the door and yeah, ask about it yeah it's a handle for the solid steps but it's attached to the side of the camper mm -hmm. and it folds up it's kind of a neat sliding folding mechanism yeah so it's a telescoping rail yeah that's it when you push it in and fold it up it has a magnet and it sticks to the magnet on the camper itself so that it stays you know right up against the wall but when you're ready to use it you pull it out and up and it telescopes out 42 and a half inches and it's 
a straight line rail that goes to where you can reach it when you're on the ground on the bottom of the step. Yeah, it extends essentially the full length of the solid steps. So to me, it's a much better handle situation for the solid steps because it extends you know, the entire length. It is a big improvement over the handles you usually get on travel trailers, at least to me. Yep. And apparently, Moride said a ton of people have seen this and gone, they're here, the Moride people are here. At the Frog Rally. Right, yep. at the Frog Rally. And they said a bunch of people, they almost sold out of the handles they brought because people really like this thing. Yeah. And I really like it. Well, and if they almost sold out and the, we've got a few more days of the rally, so... I imagine they will sell out. Yeah, but you can buy them online at the yeah. Morage. We'll put a link to that. It is a big improvement over any other handle that I've seen, including even the ones that actually mount to the steps. Right. So yeah. you get a handle on your trailer. Right. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That was that was weak. <laughs> Not an A plus pun at all. Well, you know, we can't win them all. That's true. <laughs> So last week we were asking in our question of the week whether you slow down or stop or listen or read or you know, look at the, <laughs> the <laughs> things to see at the brown signs. Yeah, we really dig them. What did everybody else have to say? Well, a lot of people said yes. Some people say they turn around just so they can do it. Oh, boy. Some people stop when they can, when they have the time. We did talk about this last week, but I wanted to remind people about the app called Explore Here, and we'll put a link again. Explore Here basically reads all those signs to you. Now, I'm pretty sure we paid, it's like $25 for a lifetime membership so that it will audibly read. Otherwise, you know, your passenger can open the app and read the nearby signs to you. It's a good, you know, it's just kind of if you don't have time, but you really wish you knew what was going on around the area for those historical signs, you can have Explore Here read them to you. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So those brown signs are really nifty. I always thought, wouldn't it be great if they put a QR code on those brown signs and you could get like more information than what was on the sign? But you kind of do with that app. So yeah, you kind of do. Uh -huh. And you don't even have to get out of your car. Right. A couple of you thought we meant red lights, not brown signs. So that... <laughs> <laughs> Some people answered that question, but I'm not going to talk about them. Yeah, don't stop for the red lights. Well, I mean, wait a minute. Do well, <laughs> stop for the red lights or else you'll crash. But not, you know, the red lights on the front porches. That's a whole different kind right. of That's a whole different kind of travel experience. And I liked Kelly's answer cuz she said it depends, but it always thrills her to see them for some reason. So, I, and me too, you know, I, I would, always yeah, I'd I put always me like in that oh, a brown category. sign. I wish we could stop, but you know, as other people have said, sometimes we're in a little bit of a hurry and we can't stop at every sign. And so we let Explore here tell us what's going on. Maybe they should say, here's your sign. <laughs> and this week, while we were driving here, we saw some people that were, were like in a bigger hurry than us. I bet they didn't slow down for any signs, even those red lights. <laughs> oh. And so we were just curious. Do you slow down when the weather gets windy? We did see some people just, uh, we saw a trailer that was just kind of wagging down, wagging its way. It was like a dog running away from us right? <laughs> with the tail going. And oh boy, it was a little, 
unnervy. I, I slowed down extra so that if something did go wrong, it didn't go wrong and affect me other than, you know, ooh, boy, look at that. Right. <laughs> Do you alter your speed according to the weather, especially wind? Good right. question. And by how much? Yeah, right. As you know, you can answer the questions of the week at our fun and friendly Stressless Camping Podcast Facebook group. <laughs> Lots of words. Yeah. And you can get to that from the Stressless Camping website. Every page has links to our social profiles. And while you're on the website, did you know we do a once a week newsletter? And it's completely and absolutely free. Plus, we would never share your information with anybody else and we only ever send one email a week and everybody that's all folks that's right we send links to stories and podcasts and videos that help you get the most out of the rv experience and you don't need to be reading all the time <laughs> <laughs> so we make the links and we send it out and you have once a week that you can stop driving and read and then the rest of the time you can listen to the podcast while you're driving. Right. Well, it's like we're reading you the podcast. Right, Wait exactly. <laughs> also on the website are the show notes. And this is episode 164. So if you go to the podcast page at stresslesscamping.com, you will find notes for every show and links to the things that we've talked about. And don't forget, while you're there, we have our discounts and deals on the things you'll need for your stressless camping adventure, things that we really like, and partners who have offered to have those available at a discount for you. Right, exactly, like Nature Soup Company. That's right. <laughs> Speaking of that, we are drinking out of our limited edition stressless camping koozies. Four-in-one koozies. Yeah. They hold cans of two sizes, they hold bottles, and they hold liquid. So we are drinking our coffee, and then I'll throw it in the freezer, and later on I'll drink some ice water out of it. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing I don't get. If you put something in that's hot, it stays hot. And if you put something in that's cold, it stays cold. How does it know? I don't know. That's magic. so crazy. That's the magic. You know I'm kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> And, you know, we're in all those social places. So if you start at stresslesscamping.com, top right of the page, after you're done reading all those other things, you can click off and jump off to the social places that you want to be. And, of course, you want to subscribe to the podcast. You can do that on any podcast catcher so that you never miss a future episode. We are saving you a seat around our virtual campfire. And speaking of virtual and real campfires, <laughs> yep. we want to thank Bill for his review this week. Bill met us, listened to us, reviewed us, hung out with us. Yeah, we've had a great <laughs> week of meeting really, really cool people For here at sure. the Frog Rally. I yes. mean, that, that has been the highlight of this to me, is the, the really neat people that we have been able to meet, like Bill and many others. And it's just been, that's one of the things that I really like about these rallies. Speaking of rallies, next week, we will be at the FMCA convention in right. Lincoln, Nebraska. That's right. So if you are there, let's find each other and say howdy. Yeah, let us know you're going to be there. Of course, we know Paul and Cindy will be there. Of course. That's where hey, we Paul see Cindy. Paul and Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And several other people who we've met over the years at FMCA events and always look forward to. Pretty cool. Yeah. 
Well, well with that, we are going to get back to the rally. We're going to hop on over to some seminars. There's some neat things going on. This afternoon, we have a meet and greet with our friends from Rockwood and just lots of stuff to look forward to. But these rallies are great. And so are you. We really appreciate your being here each week. So thank you. You make all this possible. And most of all, happy, happy camping. camping. We hope you learned a lot and had some fun and got some tips for your next stressless camping adventure. We're honored by your reviews on Apple Podcasts, which helps others find us too. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss out on the adventure, and we look forward to your joining us next week. Until then, happy camping!